I have been in three films. That's the most. I'm feeling horny. Hello, hello. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to season two of Kunyit Squared. And in this season, we, as you know, we have guests coming over as we talk to them about issues about being gay in Malaysia. Uh huh. And today we have with us Idil. Hi, everyone. I'm Idil. So Idil is this 20-year-old queer man who's living in Malaysia. And um, we, so we want, we wanted to ask Idil a lot of questions, right, about being young and also being queer in Malaysia. So being young, being a being a young gay man in Malaysia comes with a lot of, um, um, I guess, a lot of ways, different ways of how they navigate. <laughs> are you trying to say that we're old? <laughs> <laughs> well, we are definitely older than Idil, though. <laughs> well, Idil, Idil pertains to this new generation, right, Generation Z. Yeah. Whereas you and I, Jay, we are both from... We are called millennials, I suppose. Or Generation Y. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. generation right before. So there are different ways of um, how we navigated queerness compared to how, let's say, Ideal and his peers would. Um, so yeah, let's find out. Uh, Ideal, maybe you can start us off by introducing yourself. Well, my name is Ideal Iman. I am 20 years old. Currently studying mass communications in Sega University, and I could say that I'm very open about my sexuality. Uh, depending, uh, even though I'm only twenty years old, and I'm very proud of that, and I really advocate that on my uh, account on Twitter as well. So I really want to see that being widespread and being that uh, sexuality is the subject that has to be is normalized. Mm-hmm. Sort of. So, Ideal, how many followers do you have on Twitter? I have 23.7k wow. followers on Twitter, but yes, mainly my Twitter account is focused on wildlife conservation right. and environmental protection. Right. Is that a cause that you're uh, particularly passionate about? Um, yes, definitely, because it's a cause that, at the same time, uh, younger people tend to dismiss. Mm-hmm. Uh, so previous generations have slightly messed up the environment for us right. uh, had it caused a little bit of ecological damage so it's mm-hmm. up to younger people to really criticize these uh, organizations and companies and so on so I really want to do that on my platform to share awareness and knowledge and as much as information that I could right so how do you find that balance between uh, your voice as a queer man and also your voice as a conservationist on the same platform like uh, I guess people who are interested in conserving our nature they won't necessarily support queer rights so. yes uh, there's, there's always the problem actually for me when it comes to uh, advocating for wildlife conservation or environmental protection or climate change or mm-hmm. other issues mm-hmm. um, these opinions often uh, can be dismissed because of me being gay right Yeah, I've experienced that Two times a month, at least, <laughs> of uh, different people. Or pe- pe- uh, in my bio in Twitter, I put hashtag champo LGBT. Right. And sometimes people would uh, DM me and ask, "What ro- What is wrong with you? What is champo LGBT? Oh. And everything. Uh, your 
your uh, your a voice in nature, but nature is not this. But nature is very queer. Mm. You know, we do know that animals do engage in homosexual behavior. Right. And even clownfish can change their sex uh, when they need to. And, right. And even oysters and so mm-hmm. many. So nature is very queer, and people don't understand that. People tend to say like, hey, "You're such a voice in." Animals, but animals don't even do this. In fact, even your cats do this. <laughs> right, it's right, very right. normal. Yeah. So, the it's very frustrating, but environmental protection and uh, LGBT issues, just because I am gay, mm-hmm. those issues should not be considered not valid just because I happen to be a homosexual. Right, yeah, right. I think that's a sense of an unfairness in that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. have you always been passionate about nature growing up? Um, yes, because I live in a rural space in Gomba. Mm-hmm. So growing up, there's like a lot of musang on the roof, mm-hmm. a lot of monkeys, there are porcupines in our drain. Right. So there's very encounters like biawa and so on. Right. So there are very rare encounters and so on. So I really grew up in a place where there were abundant in wildlife. And right. I realized that these uh, creatures did not have the same voice as me. Mm-hmm. So they deserve someone to actually speak up for... Uh, their issues when it comes to habitat loss and poaching and so on. So what came first? Your your realization that you were a gay man or that or your passion for animals? Uh, of course being a gay man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I realized that quite young. I realized that I think we all sort of realized that we were gay I guess like maybe we were eleven to twelve years old. Mm-hmm. You know, when I started yeah and I right. yeah, I had a crush on this boy at school. So I didn't have any feelings towards anyone else, but when that boy, I saw that boy, I was completely attracted to him. Mm-hmm. When did you? So that was that your first realization? That yeah, that you was were my first realization. I think at twelve years old, or right. even so. How was the climate uh, in school back then? Were there already campaigns like uh, anti-LGBT campaigns in school? Because mm-hmm. nowadays, uh, you know, a couple of years ago. Uh, we saw in the news that you know kids nowadays maybe through counseling lessons or whatever they've been they are I mean they are trying to inculcate that uh, being uh, queer is wrong mm-hmm. you know by campaigns in school so did you experience any of that I did not experience any of that other than bullying mm-hmm. for being quite I guess femme right or very uh, to them you know pondan bapu and so mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. usual the usual slurs. But I do realize that now it's been like even the that club kunyet yeah. that it happened in the school. Yeah. You know when they target um, yeah. Yeah. students that were yeah. soft to rehabilitate yeah, them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that yeah, I did not experience that. It was very devastating to see that right now they've step took a step further actually to right. have this kind of like they're really really uh is uh, like it's becoming an institution. Right? right. Back then we were just bullied for our behavior. You know, right. we called names. Correct. Or physical, but now it's. Actually school supported itself, yeah. by the school. Yeah. The schools is really sad, lah. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, uh, how did the bullying affect you when you were growing up? Actually, yeah, it really affected me much. But I really, really concealed my emotional feelings when it comes to family because mm-hmm. back then they didn't know. So I really didn't want my parents to know that I was bullied at school. Right. Uh, because my parents would really have this of, uh, you know, want their sons to be this archetype of dominant male right. and so on you know this mm. typical straight male mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. uh, so it really con- so that really really damaged me emotionally and mentally mm-hmm. growing up especially right. going into high school mm-hmm. where there was like a burden in even in primary school and then now it's in 
secondary school having the same problem right, so really right. really I it impacted me in a term where I kept holding on that uh, trauma for such a long time oh no yeah and then are you yeah. out to your family now yes I'm I came I didn't came out to them I was outed what happened I was outed in a club so I was kissing a boy Oh, in a nightclub. Yeah, in a nightclub. Oh, okay. And I thought like to... a school. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I kissed someone. I kissed a boy, and my picture got circulated to my family. Oh, really? It wasn't a decent, uh, thing that happened. It wasn't a really calm experience. Right. Was it um like done maliciously? Like was it someone? Yes. Yeah. It was like... a friend for a friend family I guess so that person was also in the same yeah class. so I was like okay I guess haram LGBT lain daripada haram Arab uh, oh it was like a straight place <laughs> yeah it was oh. a straight place I guess yeah right right yeah. right um, but I guess going back to uh, your experience of coming out mm-hmm. uh, so how did your family react to that not in not good my family was is quite conservative mm-hmm. so you could say it's very physical mm-hmm. very emotional and very mentally uh exhausting right so uh, it was a long journey mm-hmm. and I remember that after six months after six months I think during Raya of last year mm-hmm. they started to accept uh, accept it right. for being who I am because they said like um, you know they were not going to abandon me just for being gay uh, because I think they rather have a son you know mm-hmm. than no son at all mm-hmm. yes did they did they try to send you no, to no, any yeah no I no but um I was kicked out of the house actually mm, yeah mm, mm. so I was homeless for six months mm-hmm. uh, and then they after those six months they uh, slowly they uh, called me back and I said that maybe it's something worth trying you know mm-hmm. you know and then during Raya it's very emotional Raya <laughs> you know yeah. they were all crying uh-huh. and then they said what was really touching was they they asked me to not apologize. Oh. They said, "Jangan minta maaf." Right. Mama right. Papa. They said, "No, don't salam mama and papa. Don't uh, apologize. Right. Don't say you are sorry for what you did, because it's not your fault that you were mm. like this at all." Mm-hmm. They, and they're very supportive now. I can see that a lot of that my dad says things like his favorite rugby coach happens to be gay. I see. So he, he tries right. to find that common ground with me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. my family has been now supportive of that they've been. Uh, it's a. Uh, it's. Not a subject we often discuss, mm-hmm. but they're definitely okay with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How 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 did you how do you think they came to that point of acceptance? I'm not sure because I was gone for six months. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened. Dapat hidayah ke apa? You know, but yeah, but after this, something maybe something clicked. You know, maybe maybe they've missed me and so on. You know, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I wasn't really a vibrant child in the house. Right. But, you know, but. Uh, my parents did love me. Maybe they they felt something was wrong. Maybe they felt you know uh, they felt what they did was uh, not right. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's why they reached out. And it, we never talked about it. I guess after that, after yeah, that, yeah. But right now we just it's very a fun conversation where my mom thinks that every guy that I bring is ah, a boyfriend. Really? <laughs> when, when when they're straight. Oh, <laughs> oh when they're straight. <laughs> or when they're just uni friends. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. She thinks. Right. <laughs> yeah, she assumes so. She assumes every guy I'm with right. has a boyfriend. But have you bought a, brought a boyfriend home? Though? I actually did. I brought my ex boyfriend. Uh huh. Um, he was yeah. I think the because he was older than me. Mm-hmm. And then, but she was completely fine with it. I just said he needed to stay. He needed to stay here because he 
he lived in Dungun in Terengganu. Right. So he was looking for a job in KL. Mm-hmm. So he needed a place to stay for like two days or three days mm-hmm. like that. So my mom was okay with it, and she was like, is, she was like, is that your boyfriend? And mm-hmm. I just said yes. <gasps> yeah. Okay. And, and she was like, he's like okay, and she said maybe not someone. And she said lah. She was like, uh, can find always find people younger. <laughs> oh, <laughs> your age, yeah, age. Yeah. Oh, This, this person she, was older. Yeah, she was twenty seven, and I was nineteen. Okay, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> so, quite an age difference. Yeah. So she was the only thing that she disagrees. Oh, my parents disagree is the fact that I'm dating, older, attracted to older men. Ah, <laughs> so, so that's the that's the thing that's that they the, have an so issue that with. Thing, yeah, that's right. the only issue when it comes to me being gay. That they don't, they completely disagree with me with me. Dating. I think that's that's quite normal <laughs> yeah. even for straight uh, in straight dating right parents yeah. would be like mm, really older <laughs> yeah. people no no, no. you still have yeah. to like you know such ageism <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for parents right yeah. like, but um how about like uh, in terms of uh, staying arrangement like were they okay with you guys sharing a room and stuff like that yeah because yeah I think my parents have become open about it mm-hmm. um, like open as in do they like give you condoms or oh no, like no, no, no 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 they're just like <laughs> that's uh, they like just too mind much their own yeah I think they just mind their own business <laughs> right uh, uh, because I think like um, but sometimes my my mother would be like uh, like tak buat apa-apa kan dalam bilik tu oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> you know yeah, yeah, yeah. so she'd be like very of course that's right? not true right yeah I mean, <laughs> that's true <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah but yeah or, or I would uh, really you know just uh, put down a blanket on the floor and she would assume that <laughs> <laughs> oh that's a yeah. good strategy yeah, yeah. very smart yeah, yeah. very smart but um how how is it like dating as a 20 year old man um, very very. I mean, who you said you were attracted to the older yeah. gentlemen. Yeah, twenty year olds is like twenty a twenty year old gay boy or any twenty year old is a hell. It's very <laughs> <laughs> <so> emotional. <laughs> you know, you right, know. right. And I guess trying to date older men is also very hellish. Mm-hmm. You, one thing is you can't relate to their problems when they, you know, when they like complaining about work. Right. And all you can say is. Say strong sign <laughs> <laughs> so They're like shitty advice, you know. Right, that's a right, shitty advice. Right, right. Yeah, that's why all my three past three relationships didn't work. Uh-huh, you couldn't <laughs> so relate, yeah. I couldn't relate to their uh-huh. job or whatever, but they could relate to my studies because they've yeah, they were also students, yeah, you know. Yeah. So that was really difficult. I guess a lot of my friends are maybe some like maybe try younger people, you mm, know, mm. be attracted to younger people, but. <laughs> But I guess the dating scene for when we young, younger people is very experimental. We want to, right. you know, we want to, you know, uh, learn different things. Mm, I guess mm, mm, sexually, yeah. you know, sure. uh, you know, these. This is the age where people does start down to it, grinder and so mm. on. You know, uh, trying to hook up again, uh, network networking on Twitter or with, and also Tinder and so on. Yeah. it's very experimental. Like, when you're twenty years old, it's not that mm-hmm. serious. Mm-hmm. There is a point where people, uh, younger people are like, oh, I really want a boyfriend and right. everything. Right. But there's also a point where they really, really want to experiment sexually mm-hmm. with, you know, with their body and so on. True. Yeah. Uh, how old were you when you first downloaded your, your, the first dating or hookup app? Um, I found out about Grindy when I was 18. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, and then... Which is like which eighteen is though, 18, as in so. how about like in school, like maybe no, yeah, because I went to a boy school, right? <laughs> yeah, <at> VI, <laughs> so and then so like, you didn't weird. need you didn't need those apps to find guys, yeah. <laughs> uh, <I guess> so. <laughs> yeah. So I guess so, and then when, uh, right. and then my friend said like you can try 
grinder, you know. And I wasn't even aware of my position, right? You know, right? Uh, Your you know, sexual role, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I wasn't aware of it. I didn't even, I wasn't even sure about all these, you know, terms like or even the classifications of different gays, like twinks, and right. I didn't even know. So <laughs> I was eighteen. Then I was like, I, I, you know, really immersed myself in that and trying mm. to do that. And then, yeah, I think eighteen years old. Mm. Yeah. Was it grinder? Grindr. Was Grindr, uh, no, no, right? Tinder yeah. was first. Actually. Oh, Tinder, Tinder was, was first. first yeah. Oh, okay. And then Grinder. So Tinder's a little bit, uh, what do you call that? Sterile? Like a little uh, tim- tamer. <laughs> it's tamer compared to. It's the good entry point. Yeah. Ah, yeah. It's good that you didn't start with Grinder, yeah. like all out trashy. <laughs> yeah, it's like very toxic. It's yeah, like, it is yeah. quite. Oh, yeah. yeah. Grindr yeah. is quite toxic. <laughs> In Malaysia, it's very toxic. Uh, Even for 20 year olds? Yeah. <laughs> Like as a twenty year old, like don't you get like people throwing themselves at you like yeah, oh, fresh meat? <laughs> yeah, very like if you don't reply them, especially or orang Melayu, it's a sombong yeah, high sombong. Oh wow! Uh, oh, you, how's your profile like? Do you put your face? I up? put pictures on it. Yeah. Now Gandhi has that update with five different pictures you put. Yeah. So I still don't understand why people need more pictures. <laughs> oh, they still ask for more pictures. pictures. Oh my Maybe god! Ask That's so pictures. annoying. Maybe I ask different right, right. kind of pictures. Okay. So. Yeah la, I think there's the toxicity is kinda like that and then the kinda like uh no CC yeah. Uh, when they yes. approach me I say la sorry about I don't boy. It's like you I would say that I would yeah, yeah, yeah. I really would And then how how's the response? Sometimes they'd be like oh or like oh tape our answer so whatever abang suka whatever oh tape our answer so being being handsome kinda makes up for the privilege, their, yeah, 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 so. yeah yeah it's a privilege, yeah, right? It's true, yeah. it's true. Pretty, pretty so your past relationships were they through these apps? Um, the first one was uh, I met him. Uh, he was teaching mm. at my School. university. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, it didn't. Uh, it university, was not true. Yeah, yeah. University for like, and then he stopped for a while. He stopped. I think he was like training or something. It stopped to date you. Uh, okay. No, no, no. <laughs> no I Again, my fantasy. No, but I, did, no, I, I didn't uh-huh. realize it was gay, and then I saw, and then he said, "Are you, I'm grind, I'm grind a lot." He right, said, like, right. are, "Are you? Aren't you one of my students?" Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. This okay. This yeah. is a segi lah. Yeah, segi. Yeah. Okay. Um, but that that's the thing that I've always wondered. Like, imagine if we had grinder back in uni right and then you're like you if you were to switch it on and like wow you can literally know who in campus is gay and who's not i I had grinder in uni but Mm -hmm. or rather grinder was around when i was in uni right i didn't have it until much later uh and until you left uni well i i did two degrees so right in in my second degree i had grinder Uh uh-huh how how is it like like knowing which of your classmates were gay uh, did they did that kind of make it awkward or like oh I've always wanted to date him this is my chance well you, you know that thing about like the whole um, gay dar you sometimes kind of already know I don't know okay. if that's what you felt I do um, I don't know because I've never like I don't assume like you don't need a gay dar right? you yeah, just switch on yeah. the app yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, on on Grindr right yeah. uh, you said um it's well. You are attracted to older gentlemen. How does it work on Grinder? Like, do you go by the age yes, that they put yeah, up? Yeah, oh, okay. so I, you but I put twenty to thirty. Mm-hmm. But I yeah, but yeah, but ho- hooking up it doesn't matter. Right. I don't have really maybe it comes to dating. I guess mm-hmm. that pref the twenty five year old and above. Mm-hmm. Yes, but yeah, 
Yeah, I guess How so. about your friends, like friends your age? How do they find love or hookups? Uh, queer friends mm-hmm. or...? Yeah, let's okay. not talk about straight people. Okay. I'm sure oh, they have... Fuck. <laughs> I'm, <kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm sure they have enough. It's the same style as me, I guess. Really? It's the same mm-hmm. style as me. It's Tinder, Grindr, mm-hmm. Hornet, maybe Twitter as well, I guess. Yeah, yeah, Twitter is now, I guess, the new grinder and Tinder. Yeah. I'm embracing it slowly. I've heard about it, but I don't actually know how it works. Maybe you could tell us. No, like DS accounts. Right. Yeah, like dark sides accounts, you know, and then, you know, sometimes if... You know, you have two accounts. I have two accounts. I one, see, yeah. one that I disseminate facts about animals, and the other is being one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> so uh-huh. you follow these DS accounts, and then maybe uh, they could be toxic. Right. Uh, their approach could be like very right. too ganas or very uh-huh. you know too uh-huh. very like strong. Right. You know, but I think that's what they want to be. They wanted to be portrayed as very mm. like you know very like dominant, very like. Tough coming, you know, like you know, trust uh-huh. you like position upper, you don't want to whatever. Right. So it's becoming the new grinder, I guess. True, cause yeah. cause it's a DS account and their yeah. faces are not there, yeah, so they are yeah. able to a little bit. Yeah, they are, be they're more able to obtrusive. Dis- yeah. Okay, so like one DS account would message another DS account. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Let's hook up. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so, like that. Yeah. Yeah, I know, like, DS accounts are also used to organize, like, group funds oh, and yeah, get I, I, yeah, and I've, I've heard about that, yeah. And then they make videos. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Like, and they uh, post um, adult content. And correct. Stuff, yeah. So it's like, yeah. oh, this was my meetup with Slutbuck or something. <laughs> and then, like, and then Slutbuck will repost, and then this one, yeah, my yeah. meetup with Dom oh, Top yeah, 41. Yeah, and then, like, the replies say, Sapa nama dia? Uh, Ada Instagram tau. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> right, it's yeah. it's actually it's 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 like a it's a Twitter dark especially dark side Twitter has become a place where people can just let go and yeah. live their fantasy, yeah. and live yeah, out yeah. their fantasies, right? Yeah, most like public accounts, lah. Um, yeah, so mm-hmm. we can all see it even we do, if we don't have the S accounts. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Public, yeah. yeah. They don't actually private. Yeah. 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 And um. Uh, you you were well. You did say that you were actually very vocal in, with your activism for the queer community mm-hmm. in Malaysia. Like, what are the activities that you do? Uh, I guess when it comes to it, it's like mainly networking, mm-hmm. uh, trying to really engage with the trans community, right? Uh, because I think even in the LGBT community, that a lot of homosexuals or uh, can be really really transphobic, mm-hmm. and we often forget that you know uh, in Stonewall. Right. Uh, people of color, LGBT people of color, were really championing for that, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think in Malaysia, it's a point where you have to address these people. Uh, like very on Twitter, it's sort of like a virtual virtual platform. Right. To like say that um, when a gay man, Malay man with privilege that has the confidence to hide his sexuality, people wouldn't say, "Oh, he's gay," because the way he presents himself online or mm-hmm. how he dresses on, mm-hmm. but he happens to be openly uh, right. gay but right. uh, at the same time he, he's saying transphobic things mm-hmm. so I think in those very subtle ways you can really 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 criticize and really address them that this mm-hmm. is not right and yeah. it's very um, it's very stupid I guess <laughs> you could say like very, it's very like uh, because as a community you have to support each other mm-hmm. and you have to remember the sacrifices of other people right. in this community that has helped to make our life slightly better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of my, I guess, activism isn't really on field, but I really, really network with 
trans people mm -hmm. to really try to understand them and especially in a PL HIV mm -hmm. as well mm -hmm. understanding their point of view and then uh, uh, breaking the stigma and so on even though you know uh, and people would assume that being gay is HIV equivalent to being HIV positive, mm -hmm. you know, when it's when unprotected sex is the main culprit here, right? You right. know, yeah. Uh, so really, really, uh, trying to engage in that conversation with people, and at the same time, in in this platform where I have where I discuss a lot about animals, mm -hmm. I have to consistently tell people that you know, HIV is not about being gay, mm. you know, or uh, trans women are trans women, mm. are are women, mm. you know, and so on. I have to really, really address these issues. I cannot be just a uh, being out and proud and talking about wildlife and environment at the same time when my community is being oppressed and I, and I can't afford to do not to not do anything I have to do something right. you know I have to right. address that right yeah I think a lot of uh, people use Twitter as a platform to to convey their ideas right mm -hmm. you know like um, uh, to be an activist on mm -hmm. Twitter but do you think it's actually effective like to have this conversation mm -hmm. back and forth mm -hmm. with maybe another uh, another troll on Twitter oh yeah is the that troll is actually yeah. well even if it's not a troll yeah. like you know like another yeah. another mm -hmm. person from yeah. from the op opposing yeah. faction understandable because like okay so like it depends on the discussion if it's healthy then you know the person might have because mm -hmm. I had this conversation where she, she thought that uh, HIV uh, that two clean males mm -hmm. uh, two clean males can still get HIV even though right. they only have sex with each other they trust right. each other and so on right. so she thinks that this, the HIV is a LGBT prone sickness mm. and I said that it's not right it's not <laughs> correct because unprotected sex you know uh, mother to child and so on and injections and mm -hmm. uh and then, uh, so I really had that conversation with her, and then she realized that okay, oh, I've been saying, I've been thinking the wrong things because right. I've been brought up right. this way. Right. So when you have the discussions, people who are brought up in a way where they've often told that um, HIV is an LGBT -ish problem only problem, when you t give them the discussion, they might change their minds. But mm -hmm. it's definitely most of the time the the conversation is not healthy right <laughs> yeah. or they, because people always want to be right right yeah so like maybe out of 10 conversations that you engage in one one, one yeah. will succeed one, <laughs> one, one will succeed. be a healthy yeah, one, one will yeah. be healthy yes yeah, so. yeah it's very hard to find mm -hmm. a civic conversation on twitter when it comes to lgbt what about your friends though like uh, are they as woke as you as in are they as outspoken as you or do you think because uh, maybe maybe some of your college mates, right, mm -hmm. around your age, oh, they're uh, very supportive. I guess yeah. uh, even uh, a lot. I think I'm the only gay person in my class. Oh really? Yeah. And mm -hmm. and I'm in mass com. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think so lah. You should have gone to UIT. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so when I told oh my, my God. <laughs> I told my friend that I had a, I was like, and I said lah, uh, you know, I was looking for a reaction actually when I told like, oh, I'm meeting my boyfriend mm -hmm. after this, and she she was like, oh okay, her reaction was so human, mm. so human, very right. not, oh there was no like holding back, there wasn't like a shock factor. It was she mm. was like, oh okay, and the and she was like, ah, nanti email I assignment and so and so on. The conversation was normal. Right, right. When in fact I was I had my own hidden agenda, which was trying to think if she was. You know, anti LGBT. Oh, or not. so that that was your litmus test. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. So she was, and they're very supportive. I don't have queer friends in Segi, sadly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but I do have those on Twitter that I met me. Mm-hmm. I think they're not they're very vocal as well. Right. Especially regarding internal homophobia. Uh-huh. And I think that really really what really really captures me the most is that they are engaged in a romance and having a romantic relationship with people. They don't realize that they're they're being open about it is actually a form of activism. You I know? see. Normalization of yeah. uh homosexual relationships, right, right, right. you know, when you right. they post pictures with their Partner, yeah, 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 yeah. And the, uh, other uh, gamer tools will reply right. and so on. But you know, it's not only inclusive of these people. It's also pe- other people could right. see it, right? You know, so it's a their love is a form of fight. You right. Know? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think yeah. they realize that, like, because yeah, when it comes yeah. to let's say uh, changing some laws mm-hmm. that would might you know might be more LGBT friendly, they're like, no, why? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Why like yeah. why are you like yeah, you know yeah, yeah. muddying up? Yeah, yeah. Just, like you know <laughs> yeah. things like making I'm it harder fine. for all yeah. of us. Yeah. yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, we are all okay. Why do we want more? Like yeah. they are the first people yeah, who would say so. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. A lot of that has been. Uh, I see that a lot of pattern in that, and at the same time, they're very open about their relationship. Or right. But they're or like maybe they sleep around, you know, they are yeah, on, and they're very on, open to that, yeah. Yeah, as yeah. in like as in like they, you know, fully utilize their power as a mm. as a as a person who has access to, you know, all these hookup mm, apps, right? Yeah. So but then when it comes to rights like outside of yeah. these apps, outside of this bubble, they're like Yeah, no no no. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. We have yeah, enough. Yeah. We don't want so, more. Yeah, exactly. I think they don't also realize that they have privilege. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, most of them are quite privileged. Privilege, right? yeah, yes. Mm. Assistly, Yes. Uh, Straight, gay men are very, very privileged. Very right. privileged. I always think of them as like the Malaysian equivalent to a, a white, a white, blue a white, eyed, <laughs> blue eyed, blonde, <laughs> Caucasian man. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yes. I agree. Yes. I agree. Yeah. So it's very sad to see that they're not really uh, doing well, doing good with their privilege. Actually. Mm-hmm. But what about like your friends? Usually, I feel like. Uh, the people who fall in that sphere, the the, they are maybe with career. They have good career. Mm-hmm. You know, they they have uh maybe better fin privilege, right? Like mm-hmm. better financial capacity and all that. Mm-hmm. But what about like students and twenty something, mm-hmm. very young? Oh, those one of the ones are very vocal when it comes mm-hmm. to LGBT. Very, mm-hmm. whether it's love legislation, they're mm-hmm. very supportive of that. Mm-hmm. You see, always these people who are working, right. you know, that has that stability. That you know, very like uh, you know, you know, and then uh. Perhaps also these students might come from a rich family, living in urban settlements. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, have but better outreach when it right. comes to LGBT. Right. Uh, and that you have some of these students like my uh like myself or like twenty year olds that do understand their privilege mm-hmm. and really want to do well with the platform that they have. Right. Do so, you see it? Sorry. Do you see it changing? As in, do you see them growing up, getting a stable job, and then kind of thinking like? Oh, you know what? I'm getting like into a point in my life where mm. I'm too old for this activist stuff, right. and mm. I'm happy to just be on the down low. I guess so. I guess because they're very like uh, this on Twitter because they mm. Twitter for them is just for fun. I guess it's right. just for like a you know like a break or you know just mm-hmm. scrolling past social medias and when you see these tweets or whatever or discussions to them it's just too serious mm. you know they just you know uh, it's just too serious and so on but at the same time you could learn you know you could educate yourself right yeah but I definitely see that pattern actually like have you seen any of your seniors maybe transitioning out of that woke student life to uh, to you know to a career very boring um, life <laughs> I haven't noticed so, right yeah. so Twitter actually helps uh, people like young people to actually, you know, be you know, be more vocal mm-hmm, with their yeah. opinions, right? Yeah. 
and um, also you know students they do have a certain uh, certain power when it comes to yeah. uh, revolutions or yeah. like you know putting forth a certain you know fighting for a certain agenda mm-hmm. students are students are you know ar- ar- across the world like you know what happened in Hong Kong and yeah, oh, yes. yeah, yeah and course, students yeah. have always had this power so it's, gr- it's great to see that you and your friends are actually using mm-hmm. the voice that you have for the greater good um, so I guess uh, that's all we have when it, for this you know main section to get to know uh, Ideal Better and your activism and your passions and your basically your <laughs> lifestyle right yeah. um, so let's move on to the next segment um, pop culture <laughs> Ideal, would you like to start us off by recommending some things? Well, I've been binge watching Sex and the City. Mm-hmm. So, um, mainly I watch Sex and the City because uh, because of the style, I guess, mm-hmm. the fashion sense, because these are four distinctive characters. Right. A different style. You know, Carrie, she is actually a person that dresses the way she feels. Mm. You know, and then you can see Samantha is a very sexy, sex kitten, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, designers breathe because of her. Uh-huh. You know, and then you, yeah. see you have this uh, Miranda is very like, you know, structured, very she wants she wanted to look like an upscale right. uh you know lawyer. A, a lawyer. <laughs> and at the same time she slowly transitions to very looking great, very mm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, so and then uh, when I binge watching binge watch these uh, this series I realized there was like a lot of, a sense of problematic uh, jokes to it I guess right, right. yeah you know and there was one episode where uh, Carrie was dating this guy and he was bi mm-hmm. you know, and that was a problem mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. uh, it was a problem for uh, Carrie and she was having lunch with her friends and she's like um, and she was saying that bisexuality didn't exist it was just a Layover to mm-hmm. Gay Town, you know, like, you <laughs> yeah. know, and then uh, you know, and then Charlotte was like, you have you have to choose, you right. know, uh, you know, and then Miranda thought the same thing, but Samantha was of course being you know very sexually progressive, yeah, progressive. She uh-huh. was like, I'm open, I'm a trisexual, I'll try anything once, you know. I'm right. I'm, I'm glad that this generation is trying new things, you know. The uh, and she was sort of validating it a bit, mm-hmm. and um, and so the really really like uh like had this impact on me saying that okay past shows have been slightly problematic true and i yeah. wondered why these jokes landed <laughs> i mm-hmm. guess uh and then in the end she was she went to his house i guess they were having a party again mm-hmm. they were like having this spin the bottle uh-huh. thing and she was and she kissed a girl Ah. And, then and then she was like and, uh, she liked and then she it. no no she was like I'm too old for this and she went back home and, oh. the, show, and the episode was over okay so you know <laughs> right. and then I was I saw this meme uh, of Charlotte they called it uh, woke Charlotte right because Charlotte is very frigid right <laughs> yeah right yeah. <laughs> Charlotte was like they, the subtitles they changed it and uh-huh. when Carrie said about the guy being bi was a problem she was like you're a sex columnist you should educate yourself <laughs> you should educate yourself in, on queer sex <laughs> so, that's so, funny so, yeah. so, as like yeah. your privileged white woman status and everything so they actually yeah there was a meme of her like uh, they changed the subtitles into very woke uh, uh, woke subtitles, subtitles. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very 2019 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, part of that they, they use the you know they use slurs for trans women and mm, so on uh, and know. then they, yeah and then uh, very like uh, they said about uh, they mentioned about genitalia and so mm, on so mm. it wasn't very healthy lah. 
True. So it's very, it's very like weird because they were in New York. Uh huh, and so. and like that, right? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I was uh, watching Will and Grace as well, yeah. and because you know, you guys know it's a cult classic. I've never yeah. seen it before, so when it was added on Netflix, I decided to watch it. I I, I don't know. I watched the latest one because I think two thousand nine had a had a Will and Grace also. I watched a couple of episodes of that. I liked it, but so I wanted to go back and watch the original, and yeah, it was very problematic. The the jokes were so. So insulting to the <laughs> yeah. queer community, and uh, I don't know how how they landed back then, like in the, in the late nineties to early two thousands. I feel like it's probably because America, even though we think of, we think of it as like a very liberal and progressive country, they probably aren't, mm. and so like it, things like uh their their perceptions on being bi, I think. Prop that probably would have been like what people were thinking at the time right. before they started accepting that oh yeah. actually being bi is fine right. it's not halfway to being gay <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like reflective of the society yeah. of that time right but yeah. well back then they I'm sure they were considered very progressive like oh wow mm. two gay men for the race gay. right yeah, yeah. <laughs> whereas uh, Sex in the City you know literally Sex in the City <laughs> a show with the word sex yeah. in the in the yeah. title right no queer sex topics <laughs> <laughs> yeah but no queer sex as long as straight sex is fine but you know but uh, now looking back I guess now um, I could I understand where it comes from mm-hmm. where it came from but imagine like maybe 10 years or 20 years down the road if, you know, if kids that back the kids in the future were to watch these shows <laughs> they'll be like what the hell <laughs> what the yeah, hell exactly. but those are yeah, the dark yeah. ages you know yeah. that's how they would oh, yeah. think, think yeah. of yeah. it yeah exactly. but it's funny I mean it's good to you know just watch some cl- classics occasionally yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just to know how it was um, do you have anything for us Jay or would you like to um, well I have been watching a YouTube series called Go to Bed With Me it's mm-hmm. by Harper's Bazaar and uh, every episode they have a celebrity um, going through their nighttime routine and mm. by nighttime routine I mean skincare <laughs> 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 not some other routine in the city yeah. right <laughs> yeah. so you get, you get celebrities like uh, Nina Dobrev mm. uh, Anthony from the new Queer Eye mm. uh, I think Serena Williams as well right. yeah, a, a quite uh, quite a wide range of different celebrities and they just talk about what they use to you know cleanse their face what thousand um, dollar toner <laughs> they use <laughs> Nina Dobrev has this mask um, go watch it and you'll see what I mean <laughs> wow okay <laughs> to, know, to know what celebrities are using right yeah mm-hmm. and uh, it's actually real it's, it's not some ad or some sort of advertorial no, no, video it's actually yeah, just just yeah celebrities preparing for their night well I'm sure it's all staged and everything, yeah. but it's actually their product. Actually, product. their own products, yeah. right? Not something that uh, Harper's Bazaar wants to promote. No, no. Yeah. Okay. Mm. How about, let's uh, go on to the next segment. For Brain Teaser, do you have anything, Jane? Uh, well, uh, I can't believe I actually haven't spoken about this before. I used to read this um, autobiography by Maria Sharapova. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's this uh, tennis player, former <laughs> <Yes>. world <laughs> number one. Um, and her, her autobiography is called Unstoppable My Life So Far. Mm-hmm. And it was supposed to be part of her retirement tour. But then she got uh, suspended because she, uh, she had drugs in her system. She had a drugs ban. And so um, her, her autobiography was all about how she constantly has faced challenges all in her life. And how she 
always, I guess, um, overcame those challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was kind of like a, I guess, uh, her, her way of saying that you know I'm not going to let this suspension uh, get to me. I'm going to come back. Right, right. Yeah, and and it has a lot of I guess nuggets of how how she thinks. Like she's always been quite determined. Um, like she she said that she went to America when she was like six or seven with her dad and it like seven hundred dollars hmm. and that was all they had and from that to being I guess a, a Grand Slam champion, mm-hmm. I think that's really impressive. So yeah, I've always liked her way of thought. <laughs> really? <laughs> I did not see that coming. Why? <laughs> Just because. <laughs> How about Idol, the intellectual in the room? Um, I, I read a lot of fiction, actually, mm-hmm. fantasy or young adult. Right. But I do realize that uh, the song of Achilles, I think, the book by Madeline Miller, mm-hmm. is depicting that Achilles was actually gay. Ooh. Oh. Yeah, yeah. He had different partners actually coming to him. Right. You know? uh, I think he, I forgot his fr- best friend's name. So the book was highlighting the romantic relationship between Achilles and his best friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the really, really, really like that slow representation. So very like, very like fantasious. This kind of is narrative. a fictionalized. Fictional, yeah. Fictional. Uh, but account, actually, yeah. uh, when it comes to uh, the Greek myths or legends, right. the, he it he is disclosed as gay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I guess young adult fiction very mm-hmm. very vocal, very uh, not substance very yeah. strong head on on the becomes yeah, to uh, right. uh, being uh, on romantic uh-huh. uh, gay relationships and so on so I really like that a lot uh, but yeah other than that I usually read fiction mm-hmm. but I do love this kind of uh, Mystical, mythical representation in those novels that you don't see here, (laughs) and even young adult is considered mystical for me. It doesn't really happen (laughs) here. Those gay relationships Uh not realistic for me. (laughs) True. (laughs) What is the title of the book again? Uh, which one? The 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 Achilles. Uh, Song of Achilles, I think. Song of Achilles by Madeline Miller. Okay. All right. Um. Thank you very much, Idil, for coming over. It was definitely an an interesting session knowing learning more about animals and also <laughs> and also about how old we are yeah <laughs> how old we felt and throughout this entire recording living vicariously through through ideas <laughs> alright bye. bye guys bye.